comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. This episode of Carol Chronicles is brought to you by Tura. Bombs and Betrayal. Ninja, the Yakuza, and Zombies are the feature of the new graphic novel by Mall Productions. Life was good. All Tura had to do was hunt bad guys and rake in the cash. Simple. But when circumstances forced her back to Japan to help the Toshigawa clan avoid extinction at the hands of Slash and his evil warriors, Tura and the streetwise kickboxer Cat embark on a journey that finds them targeted by the Yakuza, the Azumi Ninja clan, the Japanese authorities, and one mean zombie from Tura's past. All of this and she still has to deal with her boyfriend Cyan and his wandering eyes and hands. Tura Bombs and Betrayal is written by Martheus Wade and illustrated by award-winning artist Andrew Chandler, Alex Zemke, animator for Sony Pictures Interactive, and Martheus Wade, illustrator for the Oxygen Channel's Bad Girls Club comic book. Tura Bombs and Betrayal will be available for pre-order in September at Toshigawa.com and selected comic book retailers nationwide. As an added bonus, if you pre-order Tura, Mall Productions will be offering a free 10-page digital story that will tie into the novel. Over 100 pages of ninja action available just for you. Please visit www.toshigawa.com for more details and sneak previews of this incredible publication. That's Toshigawa, T-O-S-H-I-G-A-W-A.com. Toshigawa.com. The PKD Black Box presents The Carol Chronicles. Hello, once again, once and all, to The Carol Chronicles, presented by your host, me, John Carroll. I'm one-third of the PKD Media Black Box, presented by the HHWLOD family of podcasts, co-hosts. You don't hear me on as much. I am the, of course, sports and tech, primarily. And we've been doing a lot of uh, modern events, current events, and movies. So not exactly my wheelhouse for this podcast. But... Today, we are going to have a very good, long uh, podcast. We're going to have me for about the next five to ten minutes, riffing on some college football, some baseball, basketball, and the big tech news of the day, of the week, of the last month, and it's been about a month. It's y'all last heard me. Then we're going to be following that up with a nice hour and a half of myself, Chris Campbell, Zach Crucy of Mystery Salt and the original, the one and only Chad Burdett, the home brewer himself. So, we're, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the NFL and our preview of that podcast, of that this year's podcast. But first, let's go down the list of other topics. First up, we have Major League Baseball. Yeah, it looks like we're going to have chalk again. Uh, Phillies, Braves out of the East. The Diamondbacks opened up a big lead in the NL West and in the Central. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be Milwaukee. They've seized by the throat. Playoffs are basically going to probably be oh, Braves at the Brewers, Phillies and D-backs for the first round. In the wonderful NFL. Hey, in the wonderful almost said NFL, geez, I'm an idiot. 
American League, you've got the Red Sox and the Yankees battling out for that division. The winner gets the division. The loser gets the wild card. And with the Tigers looking like they're going to win the Central, and the Rangers probably most likely going to win the West. Why is this important, you say, for the uh, Yankees and Red Sox? The loser doesn't, uh, has to go on the road to, I believe, the Rangers if they get. So you don't really want to have to face the Rangers as the wild card in the first round. All right, let's see what else we got. We have the NBA, yay! Yeah, there's everybody start. They're starting to see more and more of the second tier players going overseas. Some of them signing exclusive contracts, some of them not. What that basically means is, if you have an out, as soon as the NBA season kicks in, you can come back. But not for all. That's about the difference. Other big sports news on that area: Meta World Peace or uh, Ron Artest is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Meh. That's all I'm going to say about that. Let's see what else we got. Oh, let's move over to college football. This past weekend, the big two matchups you had were Oregon and LSU with the Mad Hatter, the grass eater himself, Russ Miles. LSU dominated and won. That game convincingly. What that shows to me is Oregon most likely will run the table and win the Pac-12, soon to be the Pac-16, if we're told. And I would not be surprised if LSU comes out of the SEC now, because this is one of their first big tests. They will probably be number two in the poll coming up this week, maybe even number one. Don't know. Don't know. Because number one, uh, number one was Oklahoma, and they went convincingly, and so did number two, Alabama. But... Or uh, LSU, I believe, is number four, and they won convincingly, so they could jump up to number two. I doubt they're going to go to number one. I think probably will just stay at number or they'll jump up to number three because they beat the number three team, Oregon. Another big matchup was Boise State convincingly beating number 19, Georgia. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if. Boise most likely will run the table because TCU did not look good against Baylor. Uh, they did storm back to take a brief lead before losing, but that secondary does not look good. Uh, Robert Griffin III is a above-average college quarterback, but he's not a great college quarterback. So Kellen Moore and that offense looked pretty good against Georgia, and that defense is outstanding. So I, I wouldn't expect them to run the table and end up Playing, if they get the only way they're going to get hosed out of the national title is if Oklahoma and LSU, Alabama, one of those two runs the table and wins all their games. If that happens, then yeah, Boise probably deserves to get screwed. But if they don't, then Boise deserves to be in the national title game. I'm sorry, they do. You can argue with me, but you're wrong. Uh, coming up this next week, we don't have really many great matchups. I mean, you got Ohio State-Miami, Notre Dame-Michigan in the first ever night game at Michigan Stadium. Permanent night with uh, the permanent lights. And Alabama and State, I believe, are the only games. I think Alabama, yeah. I'm sure there's a game I'm missing here. Let me see. Pull up. And it appears I was right. The only really good game coming up other that I missed was South Carolina, which looked, yeah, okay-ish to good. 
against East Carolina storming back uh, versus a currently ranked number 19 Georgia that could fall out. I was not sure if Florida State and Oklahoma was this week. This is upcoming week, week two, but actually it is the following week. Now that said, you that following week, the week of September 15th, uh, I don't know if I'll be back by then. I'll probably be a week. I'll probably, I think my slide is the week after that. You do have some great, great matchups. Uh, Thursday, September 15th, LSU at Mississippi State. That's Mississippi State's, uh, yeah, that's going to be good. You got Oklahoma and Florida State. Uh, one of those teams will be knocked out of the uh, championship picture after that. I think it says something about Christian Ponder that you graduate from Florida State and they're still ranked number six. Yeah. And Oklahoma, yeah. If Oklahoma wins this, then they pretty much got a pretty good shot of running the table until they have to play. And they, yeah, they're pretty much going to run the table after that. This is their last real big hardcore tough game. I mean, yeah, they got Texas, but come on. Texas is not that good this year. Um, you've also got ooh, Michigan State and they at the t- currently ranked number 16 Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, you've also got UT in Florida. And what's the night games? Let's look at the night games. Ooh, boy, those don't look good. Ugh. Just looking at the six and seven o'clock games. Yeah. Yeah. Syracuse and USC on FX. Yeah, I like I love that Big Twelve, that Pac Twelve. Uh, yeah, Stanford, Arizona at nine on ESPN. Uh, what you got? Utah Brigham Young? That should be a decent game. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find something here. Yeah, there's there's nothing in the next yeah. Uh, sleeper good game, if you have a chance to watch it, would be Ole Miss Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's had a decent number of late, and I think that would be a good game to watch. Uh, let's see. Nothing else, really, just looking at it. Uh, nobody plays anybody that I would say is decent. Yeah. I know that full well. What the heck? Yeah. Okay. Well, the other news I was talking about was you've got the potential of, as was reported last night, the Pac-12 coming in and eating more of the dregs of the big, of the old Southwest Conference. I mean the big 12. So your Pac-12 is thinking about taking uh, Texas Tech and Texas along with the handcuffed Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and bringing them in. Where does that leave Mizzou, Baylor, uh, Kansas and Kansas State? Out of the cold. Mizzou would be attractive to a Big Ten that wanted to go to 13 or 14. That would be the only... uh, Kansas and Kansas State are handcuffed and Kansas State sucks in everything except women's basketball. And Kansas is great in men's basketball and decent in football, but what do you get involved? That'd be your main reason to bring them in is basketball, and a lot of these mergers are for football. And Baylor would just, you know, Baylor's toast. Oh, yeah, Iowa State. I keep forgetting. Iowa State. 
Yeah, or Iowa State. They're also hosed. Because unlike Iowa, they've never been handcuffed. And by handcuffed, a lot of universities that are major state schools are, if you have two of them in a lot of states, they are, the legislators have contractually made it so that you have to be in the same conference. Iowa, Iowa State have never had that. But to my knowledge, Kansas and Kansas State are that way. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State are that way. I didn't believe this until I was found this out recently. Virginia, Virginia Tech are after Virginia Tech moved to the ACC. Um, yeah, and I think Ole Miss and Mississippi State are handcuffed. But who cares? So that basically, in Arizona, Arizona State are handcuffed now. In Washington, Washington State, and Oregon, and Oregon State. A lot of schools you wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised are handcuffed. Because the legislatures want the schools to always play each other. That's why you'll Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are, and so, so on, so on, so forth. It's going to be interesting. I could see the SEC moving Alabama and Auburn over to the east, as was suggested by a friend of mine, and then taking Kansas, Kansas State, and Mizzou. I mean, the main, re the main reason to do that would be that would give you the St. Louis and Kansas City media markets. I mean, they're already going to take Texas A&M, so do they, they don't need Baylor. Because they already got one school that does nothing but play basketball and baseball. Uh, so that's one thing to think about. It's, it is about the TV markets and everything. I mean, they want Texas A&M for the Houston media market. So that's why Houston and SMU would make sense for them. But look for that to come down in the next couple of weeks. And uh, if they went after, I mean, they want Virginia Tech. I've heard the SEC does, but who knows? We'll find more, and I'll know more in about three weeks, and so I'll stop saying who knows. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out because for the SEC, for the Pac-12, it is about media markets and travel. You've got uh, for a lot of I hate to say this. The SEC, for some of these fans, it's going to be hard for them to justify the travel of the game. And for somebody from Mississippi State to, tra to justify the travel to Blacksburg, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, but that's being here over there. But we're going to end this discussion now, and in just a moment, I'm going to we're going to go right on over into the NFL preview. I'll have a great one. Enjoy. As long as I find a moot button. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Just the upside of having the gigaware from Radio Shack, the mute button's right there. Don't pay attention to it half the time, but it's right there. Uh basic format, we're just gonna go like I said in the uh message. Quick and dirty, division division, who we like, who we hate, division champs, wild cards, expected records if you want, MVP, rookie, breakout, overrated, underrated. Uh, Chris mentioned also doing kickoff rule change, other rule changes, stuff you think. Uh, also, talk about meaningful games we've attended. We've got a diverse group here. I mean, you've got me, who's a 30-year Falcon fan. Uh, Chris, I think you're a 20-year-plus Seahawks fan. 
Chad, despite the fact he's from Albany and couch-burning country, uh, West Virginia is a Patriots fan. Ooh. Hey, growing up, I was a Raiders fan, so I don't know if it's, well, that if fits, it's, in, if it's that an fits improvement. In, <laughs> that fits in with the couch-burning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Mr. Krusey is a – how long have you been a Skins fan? Well, I'm 29, so I've been a Skins fan for 24 years. Let's see, what were they doing 24 years ago? <laughs> Winning Super Bowls? <laughs> Winning Super Bowls. Yeah, but... We're so told every day on the Metro. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that'll never happen again. Look who they've got now. Yeah, I know. You've got the third worst owner in sports. Third worst? Yes. Third worst? Yes. You are, you are so kind. Yeah, I was going to well, say... There's Mike Brown for the Bengals. He's yeah. bad. I don't know if he's... he's not. He's not as bad. He's not worse. As, he's not. He's definitely not worse than Dan Snyder. There, there is no, oh, except for maybe Al Davis. There is no owner worse than Dan Snyder. Al Davis has Alzheimer's. No, no, no. You're forgetting about the, an openly racist owner. Openly racist owner, Donald Sterling. No, I mean, I yeah. Sterling's worse. Come on. Yeah, I was going to say, when did Mar- Marge Schott get his football team? <laughs> yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't know anything about Sterling. I don't know about how he runs his teams. All I know is that Dan Snyder, for the past 10 years, has been going out of his way to destroy a franchise. So He treats it like, he treats it like fantasy football. He pays for past performance. No, that's exactly it. Yeah. Chris, it's clearly. It's so funny that you say that. that's that's the exact that's the exact analogy I use when I talk to my dad or my brother or whatever. I say you know it's it's like this it's like this jackass thinks he's playing Madden. He's like a ten year old kid playing Madden, but he's really bad at it. He he spends all he turns off the he turns off the uh, the salary cap and then just takes all the players he wants <laughs> and then still can't manage to beat anybody. And he had and he kept Vinny Serrato hired for how many years? Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. The, no, the, yeah. He, he, he needs a professional idiot. general manager, and he, he doesn't really have uh, one. You know, he should do more of something like Paul Allen does. I mean, the Seahawks gonna be horrible this year, but at least he knows to hire, you know, as a great president in place, and then just hires a very competent GM that doesn't pay for past performance. And we're still awful, but at least we're doing it the right way. Oh, yeah. it's very, it's very obvious you don't pay for past performance. Why else would you hire Tavares Jackson? Uh, yeah, or you know, <laughs> the last time we did it was when we paid Alexander after the MVP season, and he was handcuffed. I mean, he had, it was a different GM, but we had to. How do you not? How do you not give the MVP a new contract? It would have been awful. So we cut to Tupu the, just a couple weeks ago because he wouldn't restructure his. His contract. All the other overpriced, bloated contracts we gave to you know linebackers over the last five years. Only one worked out with Julian Peterson. All the rest didn't. And so when the new guy came in, he basically went to Aaron Curry and all these other guys and said, "Look, we need to restructure." Cooper was the only guy who said no. I think rightfully so. I think he earns his money, and so he said no. So they cut him. Now that might have been going one step too far. But, you know, it, clearly our team is not paying for, for past performance, but uh, Jackson's obviously a placeholder for yeah. Andrew Luck sweepstakes, hopefully. Yeah, and, and Lofa isn't, hasn't been signed by anybody, so. Which that is interesting. Well, he's undersized and he has knee injuries, so it's, I'm surprised that, well, the 
beautiful team out of Washington didn't try and sign him because that's what they're. No, I'm sorry. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta pick. I gotta pick. I gotta pick. A, Chris, you've got major static on your end, but I do. Yeah, yeah. it's coming up. Okay. But I mean, Chad. I mean, how long have you been a Patriots fan since they started winning? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I think the first time it was probably about. Oh, I see. When was my sophomore year of college? Was or maybe no? It was my freshman year of college. Is when they got uh, beat by the Packers in the Super Bowl. They were winning. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I mean, I I can't say anything. I started as a Falcons fan because, well, they were had an explosive offense. I liked. The good old Jerry Glanville days. I just remember when I was watching that Super Bowl, my uh, friend who lived across the hall from me, we were watching it together, and he was he was a uh, Packers fan. And every time you know the Packers scored, he's like, "Yeah, take that," and would hit me. I, you know, in the shoulders, like, "What the heck? <laughs> Stop hitting me! I'm going to punch you if you don't." Were you an out Patriots fan then, or? Yeah. Okay, that's that's grounds for a beating. <laughs> See, that was I think wasn't that Bledsoe still? Yeah, that was Bledsoe's yeah. fourth or fifth year. Yeah, um, a guy from the great upper mid northwest. Yeah, yeah. Washington State. I saw him play in the famous Blizzard Bowl uh, uh, last year in Washington State, State, where they had a Zamboni, you know, keep uh, the Apple Cup, where they play the Huskies. That was a fun yeah. game, but it was about negative 10 degrees, so we had to leave at half time. Yeah, you're even worse now, Chris. <laughs> I don't I think don't, I don't know how the static uh, gets fixed. How do I fix that? Maybe unplug your mic and replug it? I'll try that. Are you on laptop or are you on hardwired? I'm on my I'm desktop, desktop, but but okay, that shouldn't make a difference. But, but it's, it's uh, um, but it's but Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi still. still. Mm-hmm. Let, Let me try, try unplugging. Yeah. So, Zach, you've been a. What's your first real memories of the Redskins? First, my first what? My first memory? First real good memory. Oh, first real good memory. Well, my first Probably. memory. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, my my first memory was. Uh, Watching uh, watching them with my dad, my dad my dad's a a crazy Packer fan. Like just <laughs> like like he, like you guys ever watch like Mystery Science Theater when they uh, when they make fun of Packers fans and like people running down the streets streets firing guns screaming Packers Packers. Well, that's that's kind of my dad. Um, so anyway, so one night we were watching Monday Night Football and it was the Packers and the Cowboys and he said pick a team. So I picked the Redskins and that was it's been my team ever since. It was just an arbitrary an arbitrary decision by a five year old. Um, so, um, but really, I think the best memory I have, at least growing up, was um, was the eighty seven Super Bowl win and then the ninety one, because those are the. I mean, you know, being in second, third grade, you know, I really did not have the attention span to watch football every Sunday, you know. So, um, but I did watch the Super Bowls. And um, you know it was it was a big deal to watch them with my dad and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, the the Doug Williams win and the Mark Rippon win were were the big ones for me. Yeah, I hated '91 because you mauled the living snot out of my Falcons in the playoffs that year. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yep, we, we had a pathetic defense. We had a pathetic defense, and we were playing the run and shoot on that horribleness that's RFK. Yeah, that stadium was not designed for the for that by any stretch. Am I better now? Yes, you're yeah. a hell of a lot better. Hell okay. of a lot better. Excellent. Yeah. Now, how many, Chris? You grew up in Seattle, so you've probably been to a lot of games, haven't you? Yeah, I've been in my fair share, but by far, I mean, the best game was actually I moved back east, um, and I saw a game at FedEx, which was awful. I'll talk about that later, but I went back (laughs) for the Panthers-Seahawks championship game, which was amazing. Um, I don't want to talk about the game that followed it, but that game was, was outstanding, and just being able to hear Super Bowl chanted, you know, in Seattle was was pretty special, and we we dominated them, and it was awesome. And that was that's probably it. I mean, that's it was. An, I don't think I'll see that again in the next ten to twenty years. So I'll just have to hold on to that and forget the Super Bowl ever happened. <laughs> Zach, how many games? Did, I was like, you've probably been to a few games in Indianapolis or anywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I've been to several Colts games, um, and then usually usually when we go. Because my my aunt and uncle are season ticket holders, so, but um, but I always make a point. To, we usually make a point to go when the Packers are in town because of my dad, and then uh, when the Redskins are around because I never get to see the Redskins play. So, uh, but it, the problem is it usually ends up being preseason. So, what are you going to do? But, yeah, it's awful to to go to see your team at another stadium. Uh, oh. It's not my preferred way of seeing my team. We saw the Seahawks in in Washington, and my wife, being an Eagles fan, decided to wear her Eagles jersey uh. to a Seahawks-Redskins <laughs> game, and she got more crap than I did by far. Um, oh, yeah. So she's being chivalrous and kind of deflecting, deflecting criticism at me, I guess. But, yeah, she got... <laughs> but it's just not fun. It's just that like every time you hear a cheer, you're in, you instinctually think, "Oh, my team just scored a touchdown." Yeah, not so yeah. much. Chad. Um, well, well, I'm sorry. What was the question? Oh, how many games have you been to? Um, well, a lot of them that I've been to were uh, growing up. My uh, uncle, uh, aunt, and uncle lived in Cleveland, and so when we'd go up to visit my. Uh, Uncle tried to turn us into uh, Cleveland Browns fans, and so we went to a few games, to a few Browns games. They were, I think one was the Browns versus the Packers, and then the Browns versus the Giants. Recently, I haven't been to any, but it's just time and money. Yeah. When the Titans played here, when they were still the Oilers in Memphis for that season, I went to all those games because I had free tickets. Uh, been to a ton at uh, LP Field in Nashville, even though I can't stand the Titans, but I get free tickets that are good tickets, so I go. I've been to two Falcons games, ironically enough, even though they're my favorite team. One was when the game when Dion came back, back in 94. Yeah, my sister sister's a 49ers fan, so guess what game we had to go see? Yeah. And one game when Jacksonville played in Atlanta, I got, had, she got me tickets to that, so I drove down to Jacksonville for that. That was a couple of years ago. That wasn't a great drive because we lost. I'll tell you what was a great one uh, uh, that I went to. The game, the game itself was not great, but I've 
the stadium and the experience is amazing. As we went to Lambeau Field uh, the year before Favre's last year, and um, or last year there, and man, that is the most incredible stadium to see a game in. It's the way it sits. It sits like in a natural bowl. So uh, regardless of where you're sitting, like you. Like you know how like you get into a regular stadium and like you feel like you're just so you're just so far back you can't see anything and like you can't like reg- almost regardless of where you're sitting in Lambo you can read the names on back on the backs of players' jerseys and uh, it's just an incredible incredible stadium to see a game in. Yeah, the Georgia Dome sucks balls for football. <laughs> oh man, for watching. I, I I I just have a hard time believing that there's any better stadium in football than Lambo Field. I want to go see. I've got friends who've been to the uh, cow, new Cowboy Stadium, and they say it's not a great one to watch football at, but it's a great one to watch football at. Another, basically, the experience is great. Uh, the best stadium I've ever seen a game at was, ironically, Michigan and Memphis back in '95 when uh, we played them in college football. But I know this is NFL. But have y'all ever been to Michigan Stadium? I've never been there. No. It's it's like no. it's like an like not even two hours away from me. I've never been there. Good God, that stadium is huge. It's just big. Although you live near, you don't live that far from Syracuse, do you, Chad? That's supposed to be a huge dome as well. Uh, yes, I've been to I've been to uh, Syracuse uh, two years ago. I went over there to see WVU Syracuse, and it's a nice field. But uh, we were sitting up in the top in the uh, you know the visitor section. Mm-hmm. Hot. It was hot and humid. It's because they don't have air conditioning. Yeah, it was. It was painful. Yeah, it's named after an air conditioning company, and they don't have air conditioning <laughs> in it. Although uh, we, I think it was two years ago. Since my friend lives over in the Boston area, we went uh, took a day trip to Gillette Stadium. It was during the, you know, I think it was it was off season, but you know, just. It was kind of cool to just see the stadium. Yeah, we're you know, we're not going to talk about Quest Field and how loud that place is. What, what would you call it? What Quest? Qu- Quest? The Clint? Quest? <laughs> the Quest Field? Ah, oh, whatever. It's still Seahawks Quest. Stadium. I, I thought it was, he's so rich. When when they first started build that stadium, Paul Allen, billionaire, it was just called Seahawks Stadium. And then people were like, oh, well, he doesn't need the money. That's kind of awesome. There's some called Seahawks Stadium. And it was in like two years. It was Quest. And now it's the Clink and whatever. <laughs> it's a beautiful stadium. But I, mean, I probably saw 30, 40 football games at the Kingdom. I mean, so it's got much, I have much <laughs> more fond piece. memories of Steve Large. I mean, hell, you give me Steve Large and Dave Craig in, you know, and Rufus Porter in the Kingdom. I'll take that over. The yeah, Kingdome's one of the only stadiums that made uh, the car- that made the good old dome in Indianapolis look look good. It was bad. It was. I mean, if, it, if let me put it this way: if there had been an earthquake, it would have fallen down. <laughs> but I, I saw it. They impl- I, I took a I took a half day off from college, and I walked down down the street a little bit when they blew it up, and it was it was crazy. Like they say, oh, okay, you know, we got to evacuate like five blocks around it. And when they imploded it, like the whole like ashes were just going through downtown Seattle, and it was like, yeah, maybe you should have waited for the wind to die down before you did that. <laughs> but yeah, sure that, was, that was an awful, awful, awful stadium. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I almost but- uh, had a chance to go to Heinz uh, Field, but uh, plans fell through. 
I mean, I've driven around it a few times, going to like PNC when I was up in uh, Morgantown, going to school, and I'd drive up to a, you know, go see a ball game. But it, that looks, I mean, it looks like an, it's a nice, has a nice view from the, you can see the, you know. Um, that's the th- that's the thing with baseball. Baseball, you can take road trips. You can catch games quickly. I mean, I I look at the list of baseball stadiums I've been to, and I've been to like probably fifteen. I've probably been to half. But football season ticket holders that sell out. You have to pay hundreds of dollars for a ticket. You can't just casually catch, you know, an NFL game on the road at all. It has to be planned. Yeah. So I mean, I think other than seeing one game in. Philly, the new stadium there, and one game in Washington. Every game was kind of on home field because my parents had season tickets or whatever, but it's it's much harder. Well, I'm going to use that as a transition for this because there's a. I used to catch a lot of games when I have, and I've got a friend who goes to a lot of games late in the year because he knows the teams will be bad, and he, so he goes to those cities and watches games because his team will be there. Because he, And so the transition is, who do you think will be the worst team in the NFL this year, record-wise, from each of you? Chris? Well, you got to go there. Uh, okay. Not Seattle. <laughs> Uh, I think that they, suck for luck, suck for luck. That's it. Yeah, uh, I think it's got to be the Bills um, or or Cincinnati. But I, I think it's I think it's the Bills. I think they're just a mess of an organization and they don't know what the hell they're doing. So I I predict. I don't think it's going to be another you know worst you know two win one win is the worst record. I think they're going to be like you know three and thirteen and uh, probably be the worst with three and thirteen. Zach? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Chris's two choices, except I think I'm going to err towards Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's going to be the worst team in the league. I just, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, I haven't the foggiest idea who they're going to be or who, or who they're going to beat them with. Um, yeah, it, 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 to me, it's got to be the Bengals. Yeah, Chad. I, I'm, I'm glad everybody, you know, to agree with everybody. This the Cincinnati Bengals because uh, I have a lot of friends who are big Cincinnati Bengals fans, and you know, I would just like to see them suffer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna quasi agree with you. I think it'll actually be between the Bengals and the Dolphins. Ironically enough, I think the I think the, uh, the Dolphins are not going to get off to a good start, and I think they'll quit on that coach almost as badly as the Cowboys did, as the Titans did last year. I think they're going to quit on him, but it'll probably come down to me between the Bengals and the Dolphins. See, the Dolphins are a weird team. I mean, they could go six. I mean, ESPN have them going six and ten. I think they could go eight and eight. They could go two and fourteen because they have no running game. They have a horrible tail, and they have a horrible quarterback. Sorry. Not as bad as the Bengals, mind you, but yeah, the Bengals, I think, if they if they win three games, I think it'll be amazing. But they've got Dalton, so whether they can, yeah, they'll go for luck. Yeah, okay. Conversely, who do you think is going to have the best record? Zach, Packers. Chad. Mm. <laughs> I'd like to say the uh, Patriots, but I think I think the pa- the Packers are the team to beat. Mr. Campbell. Steelers, uh, I think the AFC North is is relatively weak with the Browns and the Bengals. I think 
I think the Bears, I think the Packers just, uh, I think the Lions and the Bears aren't going to roll over. I think it's the Steelers at 13-3. and three. I'm going to go with the Chargers, but I think also at 13-3. and three. Yes, they, add, they didn't add much on defense, but they will have a little bit better. They don't, I don't think they'll be as injury prone, but I think that offense is scary good. That's going to be scary good. All right, moving on. Who do you think is going to be the MVP of the year? Uh, I'll go with Chad. Um, you can go NFC, AFC, one of each. I don't know. I think uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Think. Who do you think in the AFC? Ooh, AFC. Oh. Go ahead and say Brady. You know you want to say. <laughs> you know you want to say Captain Charisma. Yeah. <laughs> no, I no. As much as I like Brady, and you know, almost have a man crush on him. You know, he, he's. <laughs> I don't know. Let me think about the uh, AFC. All right. Chris? Uh, AFC, I previewed this a little last night. I think that, believe it or not, I think Houston is going to finish ahead of Indianapolis. And I oh, that's think, an easy. And I think Arian Foster is going to get the MVP. Um, right. In the NFC, I, uh, I think we're going with uh, Ryan in Atlanta. Ooh. Yep. I think that's going to be there. Uh, the host, Chris. <laughs> yeah, NFC, um, and, and, NFC, I, I think will end up with Rodgers. If he has a season anything like he's had the last year or the year before, I mean, it's I think it'll be Aaron Rodgers because uh, I, I don't think there's any team that relies as much on the players that they do on Rodgers. Um, and then as far as AFC goes, I think that's a lot tougher one. But I definitely agree with Chris. I think the I, th- I don't think the Colts are going to do that great this season. I, I think the I think the Texans are going to finish ahead of him. So I I think Arian Foster's a solid pick there, assuming he's healthy enough to to go. Yeah, that that hamstring does worry me. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Philip Rivers because I think other than the Packers, he's relied on more than anybody. I mean, he threw for 4,800 yards with receivers that were horrible last year. Um. And in the NFC, just I'm going to have to go agree again with Rodgers. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I'll I'll piggyback on your Philip Rivers. Uh, pick. No. Now, what player have we not discussed in each conference? Do you we think will be kind of a breakout star? Somebody who like last year with like Arian Foster, uh, that just came out of nowhere. We didn't think they would be. Everybody thought, okay, they'll be good, or they wouldn't think anything of them, but then all of a sudden they had that monster season. Uh, Chad, anyone you think? Mm. NFC, AFC, both? Ooh. I don't know. I, I mean, come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Zach? Um, uh, for as odd as it may sound, uh, I think John Beck. Um, for the quarterback for Washington, uh, that guy. Honestly, I had no idea who he was, and uh, I was terrified. I'm still terrified of the quarterback situation in Washington. Um, Rex Grossman, really? Um, <laughs> he's like a he, Rex Grossman is, is like a shitty Mark Rippon. Um, so, uh, Sorry, I'm adjusting my mic there. But, no, I, I, I saw Beck play uh, this preseason when they played the Colts. I went down and watched him at the game. And, you know, the guy's quick. He He's good on his feet. He's athletic. 
and he didn't make a lot of mistakes passing. Um, he, cle- he completed most of his passes. I think the guy looks good. Do- now, do I think the Redskins are going to be good? No, 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 no. No, they're not. And he'll have a difficult first season. But overall, I think the guy looks solid. And uh, if he can keep it up, and if Dan Snyder doesn't go out of his way to destroy him, then um, uh, he might have a, a healthy career ahead of him. He's old, isn't he? Isn't he like already 20? Didn't he go Six. on a mission? Oh, is that, he, I thought he was older than that. Uh, 27 or 28, because he's yeah. only been around since 07. But he was so. on a mission before. Didn't he go on a mission, so he's two, he was two years older than all of his college teammates? Yeah, but yeah. that means he's like 27, I thought he was 29 for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, Either, yeah. yeah he, he's, not, he's not just like a college grad or anything like right. that. Yeah. But uh, okay, and Chris, who do you think? Or did you, Zach? You gave your who'd you give your AFC pick as being that breakout? By what? Who do you think from the AFC will have a breakout season? I'm sorry, man, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. Um, who do you think from the AFC will have a oh, breakout AFC, season? Oh, AFC, AFC. Yeah. Uh, God, the AFC. That's a that's a tough one, man. Um, probably. You know, I, I don't even know. I, I don't know who in the AFC who's who's could have a breakout season this season. Um, go ahead. I think I think you and I are pretty high on Houston. I think uh, their tight end Daniels is going to have a healthy season this year and will put up probably the best tight end numbers in the in the AFC. I think this year. Um, I think Gates is not going to play ten games. I, I'm, I'm saying him, Foster are going to put up amazing numbers in Houston. He's going to be my breakout guy from this year in the AFC. Okay. All right. Uh, NFC, Chris. You know, I think uh, I think Stafford. Um, I think he's actually going to. Wait, wait, wait. If you say Matt Stafford, you always have to preface it with the following words: If he stays healthy. Yes. Yes. Yes, well, uh, I think you know. I, I would. I was going to say Bradford, but I think Bradford um, is in my division, and I hate him. So uh, let's go with Stafford if he stays healthy. Yes, and uh, if Javid Best stays healthy, that won't happen. That man has more head problems than uh, Sybil. <laughs> what does he have? Migraines, right? Something like that, or he had, yeah, they're fixed. But uh, he, he he got a mild concussion just a week ago, didn't he? He had he his last year. Cal, it Cal ended because he had concussions and he had bad problems in college and I was like, yeah, you need That's, to stay away from this guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with, for me, I'm going to go AFC breakout. Rashard Mendenhall, I think, will have a monster season. I think he'll because I think they're going to run the ball more because I think the Steelers are going. I, I think he'll have probably about a 14, 1500 yard season. I don't think. And uh, NFC, I think your breakout player is going to be Kevin Cobb. I think Cobb's going to throw. They've got a horrible defense. They do. Atrocious defense. But I think he'll throw for about 4,200 yards maybe. So I think he'll have a great season. Uh, They don't have to stack the box. Uh, The only thing I'm nervous about there is no one has to stack the box against Beanie Wells at all. So my And and their tight end, I don't know who the hell their tight end is, but I think he's double-covered Larry Fitzgerald and... I think it's not going to be as easy pickings against you know other teams that have better tight ends or better running games. He would have done better at, but uh, he's no Kurt Warner, so he's. I, I hope he struggles for personal reasons, but <laughs> I don't, 
I hope you fail because you, you played fail. my team. Yeah, fail. Say it, it would be Sean and Troy, but they're not my friends, so I just want them to fail miserably anyway. <laughs> Mr. Burdett? All right, well, as much as I also hate this team, I'm going to say uh, Emmanuel Sanders of the Steelers. I hope he does. I've got him on two of my fantasy teams. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have him on one of them. But, you know, he near the end of the season last year, he was, you know, being heavily used and their passing game took off. And Heinz Ward isn't getting any younger. No, he's not. I saw – I let's put it this way. I saw Heinz Ward play in college when he was a running back. <laughs> and he's too busy yeah. dancing with the stars. Yes, yes. All right, now we're going to go the other way. What player do we think is going to have a horrible season uh, that used to be a, could be a great, consistent performer, could be okay for a few years, but all of a sudden he's just going to fall off the face of the earth? Both AFC and NFC. Zach, who do you think? Uh, NFC, uh, i got a couple ideas in the NFC, I think. Well, the right on off. Qu- quarterback-wise, I mean, Tavares Jackson's not going to do anything. That doesn't count. Tavares Jackson doesn't count. A, because he's yeah. never done anything. Yeah, I know. So that's what I'm saying. That one doesn't count. That's why I got a couple. <laughs> um, but another guy who's been on the slide for a while, but I just don't I, – I, I think he's going to have an even worse season this season is Roy Williams. He didn't look good last year in Dallas, and I think he's going he's gonna to struggle even more in Chicago. I just think he's just – I think he's done. Yeah, those ex-Cowboys have always cried me up, and they were like, Marion Barber's going to have a great season no, in no, Chicago. But- and I'm like, how? He's a f- straight-ahead back in an offense that's not designed for that, and he's going to be playing on a, on a horrible field. No! Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I, I, think, I think the same thing about Barber. Um, but Williams just comes to mind more because he's, you know, because of the way he carries himself. So, yeah, uh, the, for fantasy, it's, it's Roy Williams. Um, not that anybody expect, really expected him to perform well this season, but I just think after this he's, you know, just cash in your chips and go. Um, uh, AFC, boy, um, you know who I really think is probably going to underperform? I, I, I don't think he's done. I don't think it's going to be the worst season of his life or anything like that. But I, because of the neck injury, I just I have to wonder about Peyton Manning's uh, uh, this season. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he'll continue to be a great quarterback. But um, you know, just with with the neck injury stuff, I just kind of have to wonder. I mean, the guy had the guy like thrives on timing and practice. And getting everything set in a specific way, and he hasn't done that yet. Um, so he might end up with a, he might finish the season well, but I think he's probably going to start slow. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of athletes are creatures of habit, but come on, man, you you should have gone gone ahead and had the surgery early and had and started your rehab maybe with somebody else. You said you only trusted the Colts guys. Really, these are the same people that couldn't keep Bob Sanders and anybody but really you upright and healthy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I see it. I, yeah. I just think he's going to struggle it, uh, in the beginning. I, he'll probably come on strong towards the end, but I just think he's going to struggle at the beginning. Oh no, that offensive line looks bad, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Chris, who do you think NFC AFC? Oh, you're horrible. Uh, Maybe you want to replug and come back. We'll come back to you in just a sec. (laughs) Chad? Okay. For the NFC, I'm going with the guy who I had in my fantasy uh, team last year and ended up finally dropping after he missed 10 weeks with a sprained ankle. 
Pierre Thomas. Yeah, although uh, who is it? That, didn't they put Ivory or him onto injured reserve already? It was Ivory. Yeah. Is that better? Ivory? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a lot better. Uh, so yeah, and he had Pierre- only had what uh, like three some you know an average of three yards rushing. <laughs> Yeah, and this is a team that loves to run in the red zone. Okay, uh, who's your AFC pick for the player you think is going to make a big downfall? Kenny Britt of the Titans. Oh, come on. <laughs> he was a rookie last year. You can't call three, Kenny Britt. He's had three arrests during the offseason. <laughs> That's nothing. That's what Pac-Man Jones gets that falling out of bed. <laughs> Somebody, no, you can't call Kenny Britt. Uh, all right, I'll give you Kenny Britt. Surprised no one here said uh, God's quarterback. Come on. Okay, so everybody's going to ha- hate on me for picking the former Florida quarterback now at Denver. Come on. <laughs> yeah, if you can't beat out Kyle Orton. Uh... No, no, no. If you can't break, beat out Brady Quinn. Oh, I thought, is he third? I th- I thought, it's code number two. Which might as well be third. A.K.A. we want to ensure that we don't piss off the fans too much. And, yeah. All right, Chris, who's your picks for uh, wor- for second and for the worst two? You know, it's it's there's going to be a lot of guys going off the edge of the cliff. This I think because of age. You know, I think guys like Peyton Manning are defying the odds. But I think Jacksonville, I think Gerard. I think he rushes a hell of a lot. I think this is going to be his Donovan McNabb year where he just gets sacked a ton and his legs just aren't with him in the end of the season. I think he's going to fall off a cliff. And I don't even know who they have backing him up, but I just – not a good year for Gerard. Um, and the, the rookie. A rookie. Uh, Gabbert, the rookie. They drafted with a number 10 pick, Gabbert. Okay. And yeah. NFC, NFC, you know, I think I'm going to – Bears defense, uh, if that's an acceptable answer. I think um, I, I think they're just uh, you know for the last five years they've been you know excellence, and I think Erlacher is getting very old, and I think it's going to be a bad year for him and for them. Uh, but you know otherwise, I think there's a lot of people getting fresh looks in the NFC, so I think it's going to be more about just who sucks. Versus the AFC, kind of who established guys who kind of fall off the edge of the cliff. But uh, Vic obviously is going to fall off towards the end of the year, but he's going to play so well at the beginning of the year that they're going to still secure, you know, the East title. Little preview there. Yeah, I'm going to say NFC. The player I think is going to, and this is not going to be necessarily because of lack of carries, even though they are going to cut back on his carries but also because the team is transitioning more to a pass team. And I'm going to go with Michael Turner. I think he'll I think he'll still get his rushing touchdowns, but I think his yards will go down because they want to bring in Jacquez Rogers a little bit more. Uh, the rookie, the backup tailback there, who's going to get a lot of carries, but also they want to throw the ball more now that they've got Douglas, the corpse of Tony Gonzalez, uh, Roddy White, and Julio Jones. Yeah, and NF AFC. I gotta agree with Zach, and I'm gonna go with the Colts. Uh, Peyton Manning. I think he, with that offensive line being atrociously bad that it's been historically, and it's got two rookies. I think players are. I think somebody's going. He's gonna get hurt again when he comes back, 
And I think he's going to miss probably three or four games. So yeah, that's what. What do you think about what do you think about a die? Didn't they re-signed him? Right? They Manning left some money on the table. They re-signed him. How old is he now? A die? Yeah, he's in his late twenties. But don't forget, Donald Brown is horrible. And I'm sorry, Peyton Manning did not leave any money on the table. He took that five-year, ninety million is actually three. It's three for seventy. He took. He's Which getting twenty four. Yeah, good. he's getting. He's getting twenty three and a half in the first three years. Come on, for each. He did not leave that much money on the table. His man, man. Besides, you know, the neck problems, he just doesn't have the weapons he once had. That's just all there is to it. No, he's still got good weapons. He oh. hasn't had a running game in years. But that's true. But he always made it happen, and this might be the year where he just doesn't make it happen because he's just, you know, not at one hundred percent. I agree yeah. with you guys. Oh yeah. Okay. And this is going to be the last top one before we move into the actual team picks. What player do you th- is uh, both AFC and NFC, people have been talking up, saying they're going to have a great year, and you just go, really? No. No, because he's this guy. This is who he is. He's not going to have a great season because he's this guy. Um, in the AFC, I think that's going to be Sean Green for the Jets. I think they handcuff him a bit too much with Ladanian Tomlinson, and I've I don't think he I don't think he's good for more than eight or nine hundred yards. I just don't see it. And in the good old NFC, another running back, Felix Jones. I I saw him at Arkansas. I saw him at Dallas. They say he's going to have a great breakout season. I'm like, ah, he's one. He's kind of he's a like a lighter version of the uh, former tailback there. He's going to have a – he's a good player in spot duty. He's not going to be able to hold up to the uh, rigors of the of carrying the ball 250 to 300 times. Somebody like Reggie Bush is a prime example of that. They're great if you give them the ball 20 times a game on screens and runs and punts and all that, but you cannot continue to run them between the tackles or where they're going to get hit repeatedly by linebackers and defensive linemen. So I just don't see it from Sean Green, and I don't see it from Felix Jones. Uh, Chad, who do you, do you ju- who do you just not see it from? Uh, honestly, I really haven't been able to keep up on stuff as of late with uh, a lot of work get in the, at the office, and so I mean, I'll, I'll have to punt on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, who do you think? You know, I um, NFC. Uh, I think Kevin Cobb. I think um, I think in Arizona. I think people are excited. I don't think they really have a reason to be excited yet. I think there's a history of Andy Reid quarterbacks doing well in his system, moving on and and just not playing well. And he didn't even really have the the history of playing well in Philly to start with. He didn't get much of a chance. I think he's not even going to be close to the best quarterback in the NFC West. I think that he'll be fighting Alex Smith for second to last in that uh, division, performance-wise. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, for a minute there, I thought you were going to say he's going to be fighting Alex Smith for the title second. of best quarterback. Oh, no, no. I think I, in a horrible division where Sam Bradford has it by default as most promising quarterback, um, 
you know, people are thinking Cobb can be the, the cream of NFC West, and that's just, they're going to be in for disappointment. Um, I think in the AFC, it's, um, I don't have as clear cut of a guy, but I think, uh, I think guys, something like Dwayne Bowe, where fantasy people think he had, he had a great season last year, I, I don't think he's going to have a repeat uh, of that performance, which is kind of a cheap answer, but I think he's going to underperform in more ways than one fantasy and in not getting his team to the playoffs. Yeah. Zach, who do you think? Well, NFC-wise, I I tend to agree with Chris. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, I like Kevin Cobb. I think he has the potential to be really great, but I just can't see where he's proven that yet. You know, even in that great game that he had where he threw for 300 yards, he threw how many interceptions in that game too? You know, um, I just I'm not I'm not entirely sold on him. I think he has the potential, but I'm just not sold on him. Uh, I think he's going to finish better. Stats wise than Alex Smith, um, but uh, I, I just, I, yeah. I mean, Arizona's in a better situation now than they were last year, but they're still not in a great quarterback situation yet. Um, I think I think Cobb's got a lot to prove, so I'm just not, I'm just not sold on him. I think um, all four of us are better than uh, Derek Anderson, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I, I think Arizona's in a better situation now than they were last year, but. Cobb's got a lot to prove about himself. I mean, he's he's pretty well untested, you know. Um, so so there's there's a lot to there's a lot to be uh, a, lot, a lot to wait and there's a lot of wait and see going on with him. Um, and then AFC wise, I am with you, John. I'm you know I'm not entirely sold on Sean Green. Um, he he's okay, he's all right, but you know I I didn't. See, to my eyes, to my untrained amateur eyes, I didn't see a lot from him last year. And he's got a lot to prove this year. And really, I mean, Chris made the point. It's like, you know, it's the, the fantasy stats thing with Dwayne Bowe. I mean, you know, you have to joke that that's cheap. I don't, I don't know how cheap that is because that's, that's how Sean Green counts for me. You know, I got stuck with him because of, because of an auto pick in one of my leagues. And you know, looking at his stats from last year and his fantasy stats from last year, nah, I, 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 you know, I, I wouldn't have even consider drafting the guy. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm just not impressed with Sean Green yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I just don't see it either. I mean, now we could be wrong. We all could be wrong, but I mean, yeah. Oh no, no. Well, yeah, it's like that's the fun part about these like, things. I mean, yeah, but it's like it's that's why this is called we just don't see it. I mean, for all we know, Kevin Cobb could have a monster year. Dwayne Bowe could go, hey, look, Steve Preston's over there and have somebody to take it away. LaDainian Thomas could fall off a cliff and Sean Green rush for 1,600 yards, but we just don't see the hype. Yeah. That's why we call it that. All right, we're going to go wonderful division by division now and say who we think is going to win each one and if you want you can give your projected record or you can wait uh we're going to go afc east chad uh we know who you're going to say so do we even need to say this? <laughs> no <laughs> all right chad who do you think is going to finish second the jets the bills or the fish uh probably the jets then the, oh uh Squish the patriots the jets uh Fish and the Bills. All right. Chris? Yeah. Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, Bills. Yes. Uh, Zach? 
Jets, Pats, Dolphins, Bills, and I think the but I think for the Jets it's by half a game. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, AFC North. Uh, Zach, who do you think is going to win? Oh, uh, we all, we're all pretty much going to say the Steelers, but I know yeah, that. yeah, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Cincinnati bottoms it out. And I think Cincinnati bottoms it out with no more than four wins, max. That's overestimates. That's high. Are they playing? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Max. I mean, I'm they, be, they, being they, a little bit generous, but are they playing the Mac so to get a couple wins? <laughs> they, they might. Ball State. I don't know. <laughs> Miami of Ohio, as opposed to Miami of the Fish. Uh, Chad, you agree with that order? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with it. Uh, Chris. Yeah, I, I completely agree. This is going to be the symmetrical uh, division with Pittsburgh thirteen three, Cincy th- three and thirteen, Ravens ten and six, Browns six and ten. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you with that. I'm Peter. I'm looking at Peter King. You saying the Browns are going to go eight and eight? I'm like, yeah, they might actually be better off going six and ten, kind of like the Seahawks. No offense, it would have been better for you to have lost to the. I know. Because that's the difference between the number seven pick and the number what twenty pick. Brutal. Yeah, y'all could have had a much better pick if y'all had just let Tavares. Wait a minute. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Matt Hassel start that game instead of Charlie Whitehurst. Oh uh, yeah. Speaking and, of Whitehurst, what, how over under on how many games until he's in for Jackson? I say two. Uh, we'll get to that in a few minutes. But uh, <laughs> I think you're going a little low. Uh, AFC South. I'm going to start this one off. I think it's going to go Texans. Jaguars, Colts, Titans. Uh, I think the. What do you think, Chad? I'd say I'd like to see Texans, Colts, uh, Titans, and Jaguars. All right. Zach, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think Houston wins it, and then, but I think Jacksonville's close to them. If Houston wins it, I think it's maybe by a game. Uh, and then Colts in third, and then Titans will bottom it out. They haven't. They've got nothing going on quarterback. I mean, I know it's Hasselbeck, but they. they just, it's, it, they're an organization that's just very confused right now. Yeah, that they keep saying, "Oh, they've got a good line, and they've got a good." I'm like, really? I not, eh. yeah. Jacksonville's not as bad. I mean, they have no. Ne- they have a negative passing game, but yeah, their running game's good, and their defense is okay. But they have a negative passing game. Chris, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, I, I think this is the strongest division in football, but I think I'm I'm out on a limb here. I think Houston, Indy, but then Tennessee and Jacksonville finishes fourth. Yeah, you, you're just not sold on Jacksonville. I mean, no, not at all. Yeah, I got to keep consistent. Gerard is not going to be playing the last half of the season. Yeah, I mean, there t- I could see them going nine and seven. I could see them going five and eleven. It just, yeah. Uh, but but that's the thing, though—the consistency thing with Jacksonville. I mean, they could go five and eleven, or they could go nine and seven, or ten and six. I mean, you don't know who's going to show up. Yeah, they've got a good yeah. running game, but like we were saying, uh, like I said, they've got Mercedes Lewis and yep. maybe another right, maybe another wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, their their quarterback things. They got they got a problem at quarterback. But yeah. Oh, you know, uh, the Colts cut Tommy Harris yesterday. The big defensive the defensive tackle from Chicago. From they Chicago. Signed? I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah, he was one of their cuts. Well, him yeah, and Tupu, we could get an all-pro team out of these guys. Speaking of all-pro, uh, the Patriots cut Brandon Merriweather as well. 
he the two time, two time, two time. <laughs> All pro. All right, sorry. Uh, AFC West. Uh, who do you think is going to win that and go in order, Zach? Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Um, Chargers, and then it's a race to the bottom. <laughs> That's not just a race. To- <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. Uh, the, you know, the the Chiefs had had an okay season last year. Castles looked horrible in the Castle sucks. Yeah, he is. But we're not talking about playoffs, all right? I mean, we're talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm t- I mean, we're talking about preseason, man. We're talking about preseason. Yeah. Another reason I- Bo's overhyped. Although they. Really- um, and then another receiver. So, you know, yeah. I, I I think it's probably going to be the Chargers, but I think that division's – I don't think it's going to be a race to the bottom. I think that division's going to be pretty tight. I think it'll be like it was last year. I think it's going to be a lot of 10-6 and six and 9-7 and seven and 8-8. Eight and eight. And um, I think the and the Broncos will probably bottom it out. Um, uh, but it'll probably be San Diego on top. But if it's San Diego on top, I would say maybe – no better record than twelve and four, but I would say probably eleven and five, and then Kansas City, and then Oakland. But Kansas City and Oakland will probably go ten and six, or nine and seven, or eight and eight. I, I just think it's going to be a tight division, but I, I think San Diego will win it. Yeah, and then you think it's going to go what Chiefs and then Raiders? Or Raiders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I think. I think it's I think it's Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. But realistically, I mean. Yeah, that, that's. I think that's probably the most likely outcome. Yeah, Chris, what do you think? An echo or no? I think Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders. Actually, I think Denver does not finish in the bottom. I think Oakland has a horrible season. They finish five and eleven. Hugh Jackson gets fired. <laughs> one new, one more time, one more time. Let's get Next a new year. head coach in. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see it in Oakland. Obviously, I think, I think, I think this is a race to the bottom. I think the Chargers are are fantastic. I think everyone else is going to look like the NFC West. Yeah, Chad. Yeah, the uh, Chargers, and then you know, eh, eh, uh, it's a tough call. Chiefs, uh, Raiders, and Broncos. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I gotta go. I mean, I I have to pick the Chargers to because I said they'll finish thirteen and three. Uh, then I'm gonna. I think the Chiefs they could go six and ten, but I think they'll actually go ten and six because I mean, yes, Dwayne Bro and good old uh, Stevie Breston and what else do they have at offensive? Oh yeah, they've also got the the toughest man in all the football, Thomas Jones, who. Is known for beating up his own teammates and other opponents. The man is, the man is the opposite. The man is the complete opposite of his brother, Julius. Uh, but I think the I think the Raiders and Broncos are going to tie at the lowest at about six and ten or five and eleven. I, the Broncos just, I honestly think they'll put in. I think they'll replace Orton just because late in the year because they're like you know what we're already. Say three and ten. Let's go ahead and put him in. What's the worst that can happen? We go six and ten and get the eight pick, or we could go three and thirteen and get the three pick. Yeah, uh, that defense does not look good in the Bron- for the Broncos. Then again, the Chargers defense looks terrible. I mean, yeah, they brought in Takeo Spikes and Bob Sanders. Yeah, yes. Bob Sanders is still playing. 
See, that's why that's why your thirteen your your Chargers thirteen and three thing baffles me. I just yeah, I, but they already have six wins. They've got six wins <laughs> off the bat in their division, and looking at their out of conference. I mean, look at the rest of their division. Okay, they play Minnesota. Okay, there's a seventh win. They play New England. Okay, there's a loss. They play Miami. There's an eighth win. There's the Jets. Don't know about it because, the, uh, let's see, Green Bay, not too sure about it. But then they've got Chicago. Come on. Jacksonville, come on. Baltimore at home. Oh, no. I don't know, man. The, the, Detroit, Detroit <laughs> is the only one. Detroit and at Detroit <laughs> is the only game I really think that they – 13 and 3, 12 and 4. Come on. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, 12 and 4 okay, but 13 and 3, I think you I just think you're pushing it. I mean, they they're a team that they really come on strong in the playoffs, but throughout the season they are they have a history of being inconsistent and they lose games that they should win and uh, you know, I just I oh, think I, didn't say they were I, gonna... I think I think they're a great team, but I just think 13 and 3 is generous. I didn't say they were going to do anything in the playoffs. I said they no, 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 no. I'm, def- I'm defending. No, no, I'm defending yeah. them in the playoffs. I say they always perform. They always come on strong in the playoffs. The Chargers but, under North Turner. Well, they don't. They haven't. They haven't got anywhere. But they haven't won the Super Bowl yet, and they haven't got to a Super Bowl yet. But they frequently come from the bottom and end up in championship games. Is my point. Yeah, uh, I just. I just look at their record. I mean, they got four games that they are not going to be. That you can't look and go, yeah, they're going to be better than them. In. So, yeah, yeah. there's two. Yeah, I just I don't buy it. Schedule strength, man. Sign up for this. All right. Okay. I mean, la- I mean, last year, last year they were nine and seven. <clears throat> yeah, and they had a horrible, and they, they their special teams were horrible, and that's mitigated a little bit by rules changes, which we'll go into in a few minutes. But that getting changing the kickoff rule helped them tremendously, and it hurt a team we'll talk about in a little bit with the Bears. But who are your AFC playoff picks? Uh, I'm going to go with champions. Uh, we've already pretty much said Patriots, Steelers, Texans, and Chargers are our four division winners. Who do you think are going to be the wild card I think it'll be Jets Ravens anyone else no, I agree Jets, Jets Ravens right. yeah Jets Ravens and Colts actually I, I have one I, I have one through six is Pittsburgh Pats Chargers uh, Houston Indy Ravens the six season yeah and who do you think is going to be the one and two seeds uh, Chris who do you think is one and two Pittsburgh Pats yeah, Chad. Pittsburgh Pats, yeah. Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh for sure. Uh, I picked the Jets in the East, so I guess I'll say the Jets. All right. So, yeah, that's right. You flip Jets and Pats from everybody. Uh, my mind were Chargers, and I think it'll be Chargers and Pats. AFC title game. Who do you think it's going to be, Chad? Uh, probably another great uh, Patriots Steelers game. Ugh, where? Uh, well, let's say with the Patriots taking home field. All right. And who do you think is going to win? Who do I think or who do I want to win? Okay, okay who do you <laughs> think is going to win? Um, Probably the Patriots. I mean, I, I think they do well in the big games. All right. Um, Zach, who do you think is going to be mm-hmm. the number one and two seeds? 
I mean, who's uh, not just who's? We already said one, two. Who do you think is going to be the title game, though? Yeah, title game. Uh, I think it's. I think it'll probably be Pittsburgh and the and the Pats, but in Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh wins. All right. And Chris, I think, I it's, think it's Ravens uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh rematch, and the and terrible tiles and be used to wipe away tears. tears. I think I think Ravens, Ravens upset Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and go to Super Bowl. All right, and I'm going to go with. It's going to sound bad. I'm going to have to go with Patriots and Chargers, and I think the Patriots will beat the Chargers because, at, of course, at the Chargers. Uh, I because of that defense, I just don't trust the Chargers defense, and I think if it comes up against somebody good, I don't think they're going to beat them. Yeah. And we're, let's move on to the wonderful NFC East. Uh, Zach, are the Redskins going to finish last, or are they going to finish no, next? Oh, no. Uh, come on now. Uh, <laughs> come on. Obviously. Let, 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 let's be real. They're gonna, the Redskins are dead last. It's just not even going to be close. Uh, Philly runs away with it. Um, uh, I, th- I, I just think Philly runs away with the division. Uh, the Giants... Second, Cowboys third, and then Washington's going to bottom it out. Um, I think they'll have a better record than the Bengals, but they're—I mean, I think I think the, the Redskins will be fortunate to finish at six and ten. Oh yeah! Yes. Wow, you're giving them two more wins than I have. <laughs> yeah, no, I—that's—that's I, I, well, I, why I, I think they're a better team than Cincinnati, but they're—they'll be very, very lucky to finish at six and ten. Very lucky. Yep. Chris, you're getting shitty again. Uh, Chad, who do you think? Uh, Eagles. Unfortunately, because I'll have to hear about it for a long time, the Giants will be second, then Dallas, then the Redskins. Yeah. I'm going to go with Eagles, Cowboys, Redskins, and Giants. Yeah, that's right. I think the Giants are going to have worse than the Redskins. Uh, I, I would love that. I would love I, that too. Yeah, I, that Giants defense I think isn't that good. Now that said, I think they're going to go. Five, I think they're going to go six and ten, maybe five and eleven, but they could go nine and seven. It's one of those that I'm going. There's always a team I think that could make a big, massive step down, and with their having zero depth at wide receiver, the running and the. Defense just not looking good, especially considering they've lost how many cornerbacks? Yeah, they've yeah. lost a lot of cornerbacks, so I just don't trust that secondary. I mean, it's it's not that good. Uh, Chris? Am I still crackly like Vince B, or no? You're back. You're fine. I'm back. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I like your Giants. I don't put the Giants in the bottom, but I like the I, – I think their defensive line, you know, with Tuck and Juminor is as strong as ever, but I, I – Everything beyond that is a question mark. I think then they lose their tight end, and they have a nobody in tight end, I believe. I think Manning's interception troubles are going to continue. That being said, the Redskins suck, and they're going to be 3-13, and 4-12. and 12. Uh, Giants second to last with six wins if they're lucky. Cowboys, I think Ro- I do not like Romo, but he is better than average, and he's got amazing weapons. Felix Jones, if they learn how to use him properly, it would be very devastating. 
and they have Witten and Bryant and Austin. I think they have a lot of weapons, but I think Eagles are a clear-cut number one, and they run away with it. That being said, I think they'll look a hell of a lot better the first half of the season, and they'll probably like drop three out of the last six games uh, like they did last year. So, But that's it. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Redskins. Yeah, my only concern about the Cowboys is they've still got massive secondary issues, and True. let's and let's be honest, that offensive line is still to to steal a line from uh, my my co my host. That def- that offensive line is still fuck terrible. That offensive line is still horrible. It is. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go NFC North, aka the heart of the country. Uh, I'll start off this time. I think it'll go Packers. I think they're going to have the best overall record. Uh, then I'm going to go with Lions, Vikings, and then Bears. I think the Bears are going to be just fuck terrible on offensive line. They've got the worst offensive line I've ever seen. Yeah. And, yeah, that's a horrible line. Uh, the Lions, I think if Matthew Stafford stays healthy – I think they'll go ten and six. I don't. Th- even if he doesn't stay healthy, they're still going to win eight games. Just because that defensive line is the best defensive line I've seen since the beautiful days of the Phillies Eagles defense of the early nineties. Uh, what do you think, Chad? Yeah, I, I like the Packers, then the Lions, and um, I'll go uh, Bears and Vikings. All right, uh, Chris. I think I have your exact uh, ranking. Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears. I think Rodgers has so many weapons. Stafford's going to have a good year this year. Vikings still have Adrian Peterson. The Bears that I think have the most question marks, and they're going to finish last for the first time in a long time, I think. Interesting question on this, uh, which I'll get to in a second after Zach gives his picks. Uh, yeah, I think it's... It- Green Bay is a clear-cut winner. I think they're the clear-cut winner for the NFC. Uh, and then Detroit, I think, is going to play well, um, particularly if Stafford's healthy, like John said. Um, but even if he doesn't play healthy, I still think they finish second in the division. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I could go either way on who fin- who bottoms it out, either Minnesota or Chicago. Uh, I think Minnesota has a better chance of coming in third than Chicago um, because Chicago's defense is just ancient. I mean, like Methuselah is younger than Brian Erlacher. So um, so I, I, I think the Vikings have the edge to come in third in that division. Um, Chicago, I don't think, is a bad team at all. I just think they're too old, and that offensive line is just atrocious. It's just the, it's the worst goddamn thing you ever saw. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I agree. I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's Packers, Lions, Bears, Vikings. Now, we, I have to ask the question to everyone that I know because this is a matter that is near and dear to my host's heart, to Mr. PKD Media himself, the head of Action Lab, Sean Pryor. None, how many of us actually expect Donovan McNabb to start all 16 games? Does anyone here expect that? I don't. Chad? Nope. Chris? No. Zach? Mm. Boy, I got to think about this. Um, I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. I really wouldn't. Um, I, I, I think, I think that he probably will, but 
I would not be in the least bit surprised if he got benched somewhere along the line. I don't think he starts all 16 games. Yeah. Now, does he get replaced by the for the record being bad, him being bad, or I just- think I think if he if he gets sat down, it'll be for reasons like he got sat down in back Washington. <laughs> Yeah, back spasms. <laughs> Doesn't uh, know the I, offense. I, I think it'll, I think it'll be the reasons that he got sat down in Washington and in uh, and in Philly, um, you know, which were not entirely because of on the field stuff, from my understanding. So, um, yeah, I, I just I just don't think I just don't think he starts all sixteen, or if he does, even if he does start all sixteen, I don't think he completes sixteen games. I just yeah, don't, I, I just think, don't think that's a reality. I think they're going to be six and eight or. Maybe six and seven or whatever towards the end of the year, and they'll go. We're out of the playoffs. We're going to start ponder just to see what we've got. Yeah, I I, I, th- I think that's just as likely a scenario as anything. Yeah, um, and I because can tell you first what, of all, I mean, McNabb is not their quarterback in the future. He's a placeholder. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be real about it. He's a placeholder, and um, I I just don't I I would not be in the least bit surprised if he if he didn't start at least three games. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. That team has no offensive weapons other than Peterson because losing Sidney Rice hurt them badly. I mean, yep. uh, yeah, Percy Harvin, yeah, my head already hurts. Yeah. I know that's a bad migraine joke about him. Yeah, uh, Chad, what do you think? How many how many games do you think? What do you think he's going to get replaced for? I would say lack of performance. I mean, let you know, like you said, try to you know. See what they have in the uh, future. See yeah. what they have to work with. All right, let's move on to the wonderful NFC South. Chris, how do you see that coming out? Uh, I think we have Atlanta, New Orleans, Tampa Bay pushing New Orleans for that second spot, and then Carolina, obviously at the bottom. Yeah, Zach, what do you think? I'm in 100% agreement with Chris. I think the Pan- I think the Panthers bottom it out and bottom it out hard, um, and then Atlanta. I think Atlanta wins it outright, and then it's it's a tight race for second for a playoff spot between New Orleans and Tampa. Chad, I don't know. I, I like the Saints with uh, Atlanta being a close second, and you know the Panthers bringing up the rear. Yeah, I actually have to agree with Chad. I know I'm the Falcons fan here, but. I think that the Saints are going to make. They've got some good off-season acquisitions. I think they're going to make one last good, strong run. The Falcons' schedule isn't the great, most favorable. I think it'll take it about a year for Julio to be there. I think they're going to go. To, I think it's going to be New Orleans, Falcons, Bucks. I think the Bucks will take a slight step back, but then will go Panthers. Yeah, Rams. In the NFC West, I think we can all agree that's pretty much going to be them. I mean, that's what I got to go with. What do you think, uh, Chad? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the NFC West is, a, you know, not probably my least favorite conference. So, division, you mean? Division, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Need I more think coffee. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll go Rams, Cardinals, Niners, or and then Seahawks. Yep. Zach? Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be the Rams will win it outright, and then the Cardinals will come in second probably around 7 and 9, 6 and 10, somewhere around there. Uh, and then the 49ers will probably be 5 and 11. 
and then um, the Seahawks will will finish out at the bottom, but they'll probably also be five and eleven too. Um, I think it'll just be the divisional wins that separates the Seahawks and the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Now we've all pretty. We got to pick on the NFC West here. We pretty much pick on a team in every con, in every one. I am not going to pick on Tavares Jackson for being the worst quarterback in this division. I think he will get replaced by Charlie Whitehurst after two games, maybe even three. Uh, but what is the over under on number of games Alex Smith starts? Is it going to be more than Tavares Jackson, and will it be more than ten? Chris. Yes, on both. <laughs> Chad? Yeah, they only signed him for uh, one season. So. Zach? Yeah, I, I think it's yes on both. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, the NFC West is better is that. Yeah, let's just leave that division alone. <laughs> yeah, let's. Yeah. All right, now we've all pretty much agreed that the – playoff teams from the nfc west we already we all agree on five of them uh going to be the eagles the packers the saints the rams and the falcons who do you think is going to be the sixth uh playoff team uh who do you think uh zach uh let's see so yeah i think we've got the eagles eagles uh falcons packers and uh, saints and rams Oh, Saints yeah. and Rams. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rams, Rams, Rams. Um, I think I, I just don't see anybody from the NFC East doing it. I don't think anybody's going to have a good enough record. Um, NFC North. I I just don't see anybody having a good enough record there. I mean, unless I mean, if the Lions really come on with Stafford, I suppose that's they've got an outside chance. But I I just don't I don't think so. Um, I think it'll probably be the Bucks. Um, the bu- the Bucks, you know, looked half-ass decent last year. Um, they almost they almost made it last year. I know almost doesn't count for much, especially when you go season to season in the NFL. But uh, I think they have a better chance than than most of the other teams out there that would be that actually are legitimate contenders for a spot. So I think it's Tampa. Chad. Uh, I'd like to see the Lions, and I think the Giants will somehow stumble in. So you don't you don't think the Falcons will win the uh, other wild card? So you think it'll be the Lions and the Giants? I mean, yeah. This, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, the Giants always find some way to piss me off and get in the uh, playoffs. <laughs> Chris, who do you think is going to be that number six seed? Uh, so I think. All I think both wild cards are going from the south. Uh, I think that the only team that's going to give Tampa Bay a run for it would be the Cowboys, and I think the Cowboys, although they have great weapons, I think they're going to get beat up too much in the black, you know, the real black and blue division. Oh no, I'm kidding. Um, I, I think that they're going to squeak in by half game, as Zach says. I think Freeman's going to play much better this year. I'm actually kind of up on him, so. That's it. Atlanta, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay all representing. All right. I I think it's going to be the Lions. Uh, I think that defensive line, and they don't. They've got a pretty favorable schedule. I just don't. I think the Bucks are going to take a slight step back, but then they're going to reload. And then I think next year, I think the Bucks will probably will be fighting the Falcons for that division title. All right. 
now we've done that. And who do we think are going to be the one and two seeds out of the good old NFC? I've got to go with Packers and Saints. Chris, who do you think? Uh, Atlanta. Packers, Atlanta. Packers, Atlanta? Chad? 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 That looks like... Zach, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready to go. Okay. Okay. Who do you think? Uh, Packers, Eagles. Packers, Eagles? Yep. I think... Did Chad, are you still there or did you drop off completely? I still see him. Yes, I still see him too. We'll go with... Now uh, yeah, we'll skip him and come back. Okay. Uh, let see. I've got a message here. Let's see what it says. Oh, he's getting coffee, so he'll be right back. So we'll I was going to say him. that. He's getting coffee. Yes, I had to go down and look at the message. <laughs> you there, Chad? I just I just heard somebody bumping around. Okay. Um, since we'll wait for Chad in a second, uh, who do we think are going to be the title games from each uh, in the NFC? I'm going to go with Packers and Saints. I think it'll be a driving hellacious snowstorm, and the Packers will win because the Saints can't handle it. Zach, what do you think? Uh, I think it's uh, Packers Falcons at Green Bay at Lambeau in the snow and. Uh Packers dominate them. All right, Chris. I had this in my mind going as um, Green Bay and Atlanta, and Green Bay going back by virtue of having home field and just being a better team. Yeah. Yeah. When he, when uh, Mr. Burdett gets back, we'll ask him what his are. This is going to be the little and. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Damn it! All right, uh, we was like, <laughs> did you? Uh, you didn't. Who do you what think was is the question? Going, uh, was what was that question for us? Oh, who do you think? You already said who you thought were going to be the other one. Who do you think is going to be the one and two seeds? Number one the will NFC. be the Packers, and yeah. then Saints. And it's going to be a cold, cold game for the NFC title. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're all expecting chalk, and as we've all learned, chalk almost never happens, but that's what we're all thinking. All right. We've all – give us a, give me your Super Bowl pick, everybody, right now. Going with uh, Chad. Oh, Super Bowl pick. Um, You've already said Patriots and Green uh, Bay. Patriots and Green Bay, I know, because this is a tough one because, you know, this is bringing back bad memories. But uh, as much as I'd hate to say it, I'd have to say the pack. The pack. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Zach, what do you think? Packers, Steelers, uh, as I had already hinted to with my other picks, and the Packers win it. All right. So you say pack and Steelers again in a rematch with the pack winning again. Chris? Packers repeat. Baltimore loses. It'll be close though, because I think Baltimore's defense will 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 keep it close. But I I think Rodgers is legit, and they will win. Um, of course, I've got Green Bay and the Patriots, and I'm just going to be a contrarian, and I'm going to say the Pats. I think I like uh, you. 
Now, I'm gonna, if it is that, I would not be surprised if after that, Belichick retires. Just walks away. Kind of like Shane. Uh, all right, this is going to be the last thing we're going to go over, and then we're going to cut it off in a few minutes. What team in each conference do you think will could be a surprise team? And what team do you have we picked? We've all said it's going to be a good team. Do you think could crater and just go from being a good team to being just a crater bomb? Uh, for me in the AFC, I think that crater bomb could easily be the Ravens. Uh, Ray Rice gets hurt or somebody like uh, – or Flacco gets hurt, they are screwed. I mean, they already don't have a great running back. They already don't have a great running game. I mean, a passing game because, well, they've got Antoine Bolden and – but if they lose Ray Rice and or, and or Flacco, they are cra- they're going to crater bomb because I think that defense could get old in a hurry. Suggs is getting up there. Ray Ray is getting up there and uh, – good and, Ed Reed's getting up there, and he's already injury-prone. The team I think that could it surprise the living hell out of people. I uh, already said it earlier. I think it's going to be. The, I think it could be the Jags. They could with. They've got a good defense and they've got a good running game. They could go ten and six, eleven and five. They could just as e- like we've said earlier. They easily could go six and ten, five and eleven. NFC East. My crater bomb, and yes, I might just uh, patent at that. Uh, <laughs> I think that will probably be the Giants. That, as we've discussed, they just they've they've got nothing, no depth at cornerback, and it just doesn't look that good. I think they could crater bomb easily, and I think they will to maybe five and eleven. Which doesn't sound bad, but considering that they've been a ten and six, nine and seven, eleven and five team, that's going to be with that. The team that I think could surprise the living hell out of everybody is the Cardinals. I think they could because they've got a very weak division. They could go eleven and five easily. They could go six and ten, five and eleven. But I think they're going to be—they're my surprise team. Uh, what do you think, Zach? Uh, boy, for teams that could just bottom out and just end up just being awful. Uh, in the AFC, looking at it, I would tend to say Baltimore, but I don't think that they will. Um, they don't strike me as a particularly injury-prone team. Um, who I think pro- uh, is most likely to bottom out probably will. If anybody bottoms out, it will be the Jets. Um, uh, I, I, I think that if anybody just just screws the pooch this season, it, I think it could just I could think it could very easily be New York. Um, there's just there's a lot of weak points on that team. They've got a lot of great players, but it's just, there's just something that's not there to make them great. I mean, I think they have the potential to be great. I think they have the potential to win that division, but there's they're missing something. So I, I think it could be the Jets, uh, who just ends up stinking up the joint. Um, as far as surprise teams go, um, even though I picked them to win the win the division, I think um, the Texans will be. I know a lot of people said, "Oh, the Texans are going to be good for a long time," but they've consistently underperformed. Last year, they were what six and ten. So uh, I, I think the Texans will be the surprise team out of the AFC. Um, NFC wise, who's going to suck when they should not suck? 
What team did you uh, say you think could be the outstanding team that could go from being bad to good to being very good? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. For me, from being good to bad, and then bad to good. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Who's going to be good? That's going to surprise people. I think Tampa. Uh, I still don't think people have got gotten behind Tampa. Uh, they were good last. They were pretty solid last year. I think this year they'll they'll be. I think this year will be a bit better. Um, I don't know. I mean, they went ten and six last year. You can't really say. I mean, unless they go fourteen and two. I mean, this is a team yeah, that they're. But I, I just I don't think they're a team that gets that gets credit or respect. Um, and the same, I think, and my other team that I think is going to do very well, but is, is St. Louis, and I think they're in the they're in the same camp. Um, they did much better than they should have last year, and so, yeah. so did Tampa. And I, I don't think their team. Their team is going to get the respect that they probably should have until they start winning games uh, and start winning a significant number of games. And I think both of those teams uh, could do that this year. Yep. Um, as far what as who's you, going to – oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what team from the AFC do you think could be that surprise team? I, I, I said that. I, was, I said Oh, the Texans? I thought you said they were going to crater. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I said the Jets are going to crater. I think they're going to suck. Uh, yeah, but what team do you think is going to be the surprise good team? The Texans? Yeah, Texans. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and then, um, as far as the team that should be good but will not be, um, boy, I think that's a tough one. It's it'll it'll be the, the Giants or the Cowboys, with leaning towards the Cowboys. Last year, Cowboys were what? Cowboys didn't win seven games, but that was because of Romo's injury. I still don't think that the Cowboys. I mean, they've got a lot of great weapons, but I don't think they're a great team. I think there's a big difference between the two. I think the Cowboys are gonna. They'll finish third in that division. They'll be lucky to finish third in that division, uh, but they're not—they're not as bad as Washington. So um, they're just—they're just not that good. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Chris? Am I crackly? Or am I okay? You're crackly. We'll come back. Okay. Uh, Chad, what do you think? Crater bomb surprise. Uh, crater. Crater bomb. I would say the Jets. I think that if they start having issues, and I think it's just going to start—you know—snowballing, and they—then that could really hurt them and also like uh, I agree with the comment that the Texans uh, you know have been said they keep saying oh they're going to be great they're going to be great then they under don't yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then let's see NFC come on you know you want to say the Giants you know you want to say it yes I want to see them crater bomb (laughs) all they have to do is give Eli Manning the ball Hey, look, it's an interception. Oh. <laughs> um, and for a surprise. Hmm. Really not sure because there's so many. I mean, I think a team that you th- that right now you look at, you look at them, you go, you know what, they're probably a 6-10 and 10 team, but you know what, I could see them going 10-6. and six. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the Cowboys surprise me. Mainly because I have Romo on one of my teams, so <laughs> I think that team's going to be a great fantasy team. I, don't, I just don't see yeah. it for uh, any, for their defense. Am Chris, I am I better? Oh yes, your your light years better. What do you crater, think? Crater crater bombs uh, defined now, I guess, as four games worse than the projected consensus. I'll call that. Um, yeah. AFC, I think the Jets are the crater bomb, and they could. They, I agree with Zach. I think they could finish. Uh, with six wins if things don't go well, um, and then the moonshot four games better than <laughs> four games better than projecting uh, projections. I think 
Houston's kind of a cheap answer because I don't think they'll actually finish four games better than projected. But I I would say Houston. But if you want me to pick a team that really stinks that could play surprisingly better is Miami. I think they could benefit as the Jets fall. If if the Miami takes the two games against the Jets and beat a couple other teams, they could surprise. But they're um, that's a long shot. Uh, NFC crater bomb is the Giants. They will crater bomb. And Tampa Bay is the moonshot. Four-game improvement over projections. I think people will probably project them at 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, I think they could win 12 games this year. Maybe. I don't think they will, but they could be the surprise yeah. pick if, if New Orleans or Atlanta stumbles. Yeah, they could be this They could be this year's uh, Chicago, easily. Or this year's not- Falcons. Yeah, right. From last year. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, it's been fun, and we're all pretty much expecting a Packers Super Bowl. Uh, I, I'm the only, except for me. Uh, well, we'll revisit this again in about, oh, four months. It's been great, right. guys. 